You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Want to earn extra cash for the holidays? Amazon Flex is expanding in the San Francisco Bay Area. Opportunities in Richmond, Oakland, and Daly City. Earn around $20 to $27 an hour delivering packages with Amazon. All you need is a car, a smartphone, and some free time. This is a great opportunity to be your own boss, deliver when you want, and make extra money. With Amazon Flex, you'll have flexible hours and great earnings. To get started, download the app at flex.amazon.com. That's F-L-E-X amazon.com. You must be at least 21 years old. Limited opportunities available. Get started at flex.amazon.com. You're listening to NBC Sports Radio. Sports Radio. Weekend 6 is the Two Robbies Football Show. Your number one source for Premier League football on NBC Sports Radio. Now, your hosts, Robbie Musto and Robbie Earl. Robbie Earl. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies Football Show here on NBC Sports Radio. I'm Robbie Musto. And I'm Robbie Earl. And we were treated today to some sights and sounds we've been kind of missing so far this season. Vardy looking to cut off the supply back to Bravo. He rolls it towards goal. Oh, was it over the line? Michael Oliver says yes. It's a hat-trick for Jamie Vardy. You wait 16 games for a goal for the England striker. And three come along at the same time. Leicester City 4, Manchester City 0. Yeah, amazing Leicester City and back to their best and back to what we saw of last season of Leicester City with Riyad Mahrez and Jamie Vardy and the back four and everybody doing their part. Initially, 4-4-2 Robbio, mm. there was nothing wrong with the setup, nope. nothing wrong with the system. It wasn't about that. Before the game yesterday, the manager, Claudio Ranieri, talked about he wanted fighters. Yeah. He wanted those players back mm. again. And i tell you what it was for me. It, w it was three parts to this performance for Leicester City. It was... A, an increased work rate that we've not seen so far this season. Yep. I think every player did fight for the shirt, for mm -hmm. the team, and you sprinkle in the special moments from special players like we saw last year, and you get a performance of that absolutely magnificent 4-2 against proposed or, or thought of mm. favourites for the Premier League title in Manchester City. It was a stunning day for Leicester. Yeah, listen, everybody's going to point to last season, Robin, and go, yeah, that was Leicester of last season. L let me take it even further. That was Leicester of the season before last, who were fighting a relegation fight, who knew that their job was on the line, and you talked about work rate, fight, effort, endeavour. They were at it. We highlighted in the broadcast two or three magical moments from Riyad Mahrez, his touches, his ball into body. But i tell you what else today with Mahrez. I was watching him on the tactical cam so we could see the whole picture. Let me tell you about his defensive positions, how he doubled up with Simpson to, to stop the work rate he got through. Did all the other things as well, Rob. Not, not just the, the good things on the ball that are easy to find. And that's what Leicester City are about. They've got to be two-way players. Yes, we know the, 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 the Mahrez and Vardy have got that extra special thing that can get your goals. But that group, every individual with no passengers, have to put in a, a shift. Do you think that the players 
deep down, they know what it takes to win. Of course they do. And what it takes to win is just effort. I mean, I mean, we it's were, just hard work. I couldn't believe yesterday I'm reading one or two papers about people talking about relegation and, and whether Ranieri's the right man and if he's too soft. No, I'm not having any of that. This team now have got two months to concentrate on Premier League football, which they'll do. I think when you've been Robert Huth and Wes Morgan and Danny Drinkwater and Andy King and you've played lower leagues for all your life, you don't give up playing in the Premier League that easy, Rob. And it showed today against a Manchester City team that gave them chances. It's a Manchester City team that I look at and think, mm, you've got a chance here today if, if you're at it. Yeah, and uh, I just wonder now what we're going to see going forward. Are we going to see Leicester City in this mode for the next two months to get them well away from the relegation zone, ready for February when the yeah. Champions League kicks yeah. in again, and they just take the eye off the Premier League? Is it that easy for them to do? And can they, I mean, you know, we've had conversations before, yeah. Rob, about mm. can Leicester City flick the switch and yeah. turn on a brilliant performance? Mm. Well, today they did, yeah. and I'm assuming then, that they can do this when they have to to yeah. get away from mm. from that you know that worrisome yeah. area at the bottom Listen, of the league. They, they've got enough. Listen, they ain't going to win the title again this year. They need to get around 10th, 11th, 12th, get safe so that there's no drama. There's a big draw for them on Monday in the Champions League. Could come out yeah. with, with a plum time. Could be a Real Madrid going to the King Power. So, so that's great for them and deserve that. But it was back to business today. I almost It was a day when I thought they remembered where they'd come from today, Leicester City. It was back to all Leicester and a great three points for them. But the story won't be about Leicester as well as they did, Rob. It's going to be about Manchester City. Pep Guardiola and his team being... 3-0 down after 20 minutes in an away game. What went on? What, 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 what's the biggest problem with, with Manchester City at the moment? I think he's got to rethink um, his, his tactics a little bit. Um, we've had discussions about how, how far yeah. that should go. The first, first and foremost, and we've seen this in the last two weekends now, that they do get caught mm. when the ball turns over yeah, defensively with, mm. with loads of space there. Now, all I would say is that at the start of the season, I remember mm. talking about Pep's Man City and saying, look at this. This is that pressing, that six-second thing that was at Barcelona where they give the ball away and they, and they hustle around the ball to win it back again. That's gone. Mm. The other thing that they did to try and stop the counter-attacking was the fullbacks. Um, coming into the centre of midfield is something that worked really well at Bayern Munich. That's not working. So, Pep Guardiola, look at the video the last couple of weekends, and I, I would hope that he's going to readdress those those two issues or find a new way mm. uh, of stopping teams hurting them so badly when the ball uh, turns over. He, he hasn't, in the interviews and stuff, he's not talked about a big change of philosophy. Mm. He says there's nothing to do with the systems. He, well, he, he says the players that they've got have played by defensively and he needs to get them back to that don't, point. Don't you think as well, he, he kind of gets his back up when, he, when he's asked the questions. Listen to him after the game today, Rob, when people were questioning the system or the players. Would it help, do you think, to defend better if you kept to one shape, one system, allow the players to get used to that? Would that help? No, it's not about the system. It's not about the system. Is it about the players then? Do you need more, more players, better players, more defenders? No, no, no. We defend well and with these players in the beginning of the season, we play good in the, the season. So and now we have to, to stand up and analyse uh, what would happen, especially the mentally with players to make a step forward and say, OK, we are here and try it again. You just need time? All the managers need time. So it's not the system. 
Okay. It's not the cross players. That off, cross that off. Then. Cross that off. So yeah, it doesn't yeah. necessarily need any new players. Okay. It's not. It's the system's not important, and okay, I can kind of get off. that because. Yeah. It, so so what is it then? What 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 is it that, he's, that he okay. that he feels he needs to work on to improve this team? Okay. Look, look, look. Question for you, Robbie Musto, because you're you're a very knowledgeable football man. <laughs> what is the role of a defender? The, the, the first most important role of a de of a defender. Let's not talk Manchester City. I'm talking as a whole. Okay. I'm asking you, what is the definitive role of a defender? A defender is there to play in part of a unit to stop the other team creating and right. scoring goals. Correct. Let me ask you another question. What's the rules of Pep Guardiola's defenders? Let me tell you what I think it is. Instigating and starting the next round of attacks. So I think a defender for Pep Guardiola is more about what you do in possession. So the Kolarovs and, 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 and Zabaletas of the world, we're talking about how much possession they have in the midfield where they're going to play, rather than saying, actually, I'm going I'm to stop the opposition scoring. That's my most important role today. We're wasting our breath. <laughs> okay, because... I, I agree with you, and we can talk about the the philosophies of defending, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He doesn't do it, okay. and he's won. Okay. He's he won by not doing Correct. it. Correct, and he's a smart man. So this is my question: Does something change? You you're quite adamant not, or or is he being negligent to what's required in English football to win a title, to win games, to not be beaten by counterattacks and transitions that we saw at Chelsea last weekend, that we saw on a number of occasions today, and will keep happening during the course of the season when the team are unbalanced and easy to penetrate. Now that is the question. That's the question. Not about, you know, how other managers do it. Th that's the question. Does he believe in his philosophy mm. and believe that this squad in this league can mm. play his way? Because, just quickly, Mamo Pellegrini's Man City is a good attacking football team. Mm. Uh, he's, he's going from that to an incredibly expansive, very, very fancy, Rob, to create yeah, and yeah. score goals. Yeah. They always did that. Mm. And to... And to to try and make this uh, philosophy work and this style, he has to, he has to mean well, that defensively well, he, they have he's very, a small guy. He's a flexible guy. He's okay. worked things so we're out. Sit. It's yeah, an he's worked things out. So, 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 does this is this at any point of learning? Is he sitting back in the coach, going back to Manchester City, thinking, mm, okay, he talked about games like Burnley, and Crystal Palace, where they end up getting results, but the turnovers, the knockdowns, the second balls. He said, we don't deal with them well enough. I have to learn how to deal with that better. Does something change? Does he get on the training ground and say, listen, when we get the ball, we can do this, but when the opposition get it, we need to do something else. Can John Stones please put the ball in row Z with the game at 3-0 and not give a chance to, to, to Jamie Vardy to get his hat-trick? Basic defending, Rob, can win you the title. I, I, I keep going back to what I know about this guy. And um, what I know about this guy is that he's all about what we do with the ball, mm. how expansive, how creative, how attacking we're going to be. Mm. He doesn't okay. focus on defending. Good. I, I've got you. So you said a really interesting thing last week, probably one of the first times, but you said last weekend you said, anyhow, with Bournemouth takes a calculated risk about playing attacking football, he'll win more games than he'll lose. Are you saying Pep Guardiola is going to take a calculated risk with this team that they win more games than they lose? Because no yes. one's ever won the title doing that. Let yeah. me tell you. And, and Nobody. Sir Alex Ferguson the rest. We yeah. talked about Manchester United team today, but just off air, and we said, gee, people don't realise how hard that team worked, how difficult yeah. they were to break down. It, 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 that's what they're going to try and do. 
That's what he's going to try and do. Over 38 games, my attacking system, I'll get my players playing that well, create enough chances to score that many goals, that there will be bad days. Mm. Um, I, I, he's got to limit them, Rob. We can't, I can't sit here and keep saying he's going to do the same thing. He's going to do the, Someone's got to get better. Someone's got to improve or he's going to lose too many goals, too many games to stay at the top. Quick line on the goalkeeper because they will keep wanting to go back to play to him. Any kind of issues with, with that? Or is that not... Uh, uh, is that Listen, Cla Claudio Bravo hasn't hasn't done fantastically well. I just don't think that's his biggest problem. You know, mm. I, I just don't. I think the way that they are very, very open, any time they give the ball away has to be a, a, a big issue for them. Yep. Bad day for Manchester City. Conceded four and dropped three important points at the top of the table. When we get back, we'll look at Swansea and Bob Bradley. He was looking for a reaction after a dismal display at White Torte Lane last week. You're listening to Two Robbie's Football Show on NBC Sports Radio. Be back in a tick. We're taking a quick break. See you on the other side. Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show here on NBC Sports Radio. Now, just Robbie Earl, just to summarise and to finish up the conversation on Manchester City, I threw a tweet out there basically just to ask Man City fan, do you want a change of tactics from Pep or is it just time and patience needed? We've got plenty of good responses. Blue Moon Dallas, the uh, Man City Supporters Club based in Dallas, Texas, tweeted us to say, want adjustments when... Uh, made when a weakness shows. Beaten by same tactics in consecutive weeks is amateur stuff from a manager. Jason mm. Samotoye uh, tweets us to say, not a City fan, but doubt Pep cares what anyone says or thinks. His arrogance will be City's downfall this season. That's just a, mm. a, a little bit of what we heard from Manchester City. But let's move it forward. Yep. Another stunning uh, game, stunning result, and a, a massive game in terms yep. of pressure for Americans, Bob Bradley. Mm. Swansea 3, Sunderland 0. Mm good game wasn't it yeah it was a good game it was a perfect result for, for bob bradley he got a reaction rob to to the five nil defeat at, at spurs last last week I, listen i didn't expect him to go to white Hart lane and particularly win the game listen they nicked to draw but to get beat five nil was worrying alarm bells were ringing for me and i wondered whether bob's made the right connection with the players can he get a reaction well he did today he got the three goals he got urente got a double one of the goals was a, it was a training ground move which gives confidence and belief he kept a clean sheet more than anything else. He didn't make any silly mistakes that cost them. And Bob Bradley now has got a platform with this important win to put a little run together. We mentioned on the broadcast, their next four games, West Bromwich Albion, mm. Middlesbrough, West Ham, Bournemouth, and then throw Palace in as a fifth. A chance to get points. After that run, I, I'll be confident in telling you whether, whether Swansea yeah. have a chance of staying up or not. Just want to clear up there's a handball that David Moyes uh, and Sunderland weren't happy about. Jason uh, Denier, it was a handball. Um, penalty was awarded. I have to say, I thought it was a penalty. I thought the midfield man had his arms above his head and the mm. ball struck underneath his arm. I thought it was a penalty kick. It was really well executed by Gilfie Sigerson. But from then on in, a confident display. And I think the most impressive thing for me, Rob, is that that, that Swansea, I mean, there's, there's, I know what it's like, that there'll yeah. be a little bit nervous anxiety in that stadium. Mm -hmm. And yet Swansea came out with confidence to roll the ball out, mm -hmm. and they played really good football, an attacking lineup, and the goals came and the performance yeah. came, and it, they were sound at the back with no mistakes. This is more like you, it. You, you watch this game closely, Rob, and I know we made some more changes again, and I'm thinking, like, right. Fur was out, and, 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 and Fernandez was, was out, out, and yeah. more. 
Is it time to bed some things down now? Is, is it, can you overchange it, overthink it, make too many? Is, or I'm at a Mawson, you're back to. Let, let's go with that for a while. Yeah. Is Britton and Fulton your you, midfield too? Is it Sigerson under Urente? Is it Routledge and Barrow? Is it time to go four or five games, this group of players? Well, let, let's see what you're doing in those winnable games. Because I don't like Rob. It, it, the, the swapping and changing. I caught, as a player, I hate it because you never build a relationship. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think I think there will be still minor tweaks. I'm uh, I particularly like Jefferson Montero, Rob. Mm. I, I just like. I wonder him. why he's not in, yeah. in the first well, he's eleven. Last time he's mm. out now. He came on and produced that brilliant ball for Fernando Llorente that that we should go on and talk about. Yeah. So I think there'll be a couple of changes, but Llorente can be the key. You for saw Swansea a lot of him in, in Spanish football, Rob. Yeah, I don't think player. there's many English fans or, or American fans who know him that well. Can he get me 15 goals? Can he, can, he, can he be the man to get you out of problems? Can he be the Gomez or, or the RU that, that they've missed, that they've sold? Absolutely he can. He's got five goals already, by the way, in a struggling team. Now, the only thing I can't tell you is his general condition to yeah. play at the it's Premier League level. does I get it? a is sense of Bob Bradley. He's worried about his conditioning. Well, let, let me put it another way. Um, we've seen it, and I think it's happened with Jermaine Defoe. Sometimes don't you have to treat those guys a little bit differently. Maybe he doesn't do as much hard work. As long as he's doing it on a Saturday on the pitch, isn't that part of the management? I mean, I've played with centre-forward sometimes. John Fashion, he'd be having a massage for, for three or four days of a week. Put him out on a Saturday, he's a warrior. You know... You know, and, yeah, and even if he doesn't play in away games, Rob, maybe it's, yeah. you know, if he's that, if he needs that amount of time to recover mm. and get ready for a game, pick him for the home games because that's so key, so important. He's th 31 years of age and maybe he's got, well, he has got a lot of miles on the clock, but he absolutely, with, with Sigurdsson, by the way, Sigurdsson was excellent again yeah. today. They can they can stay up with those two players playing that way. Big disappointment for, for David Moyes in his team, Rob. A, a win for them would have got him out of the bottom three, I think, for the first time this season. They lost. They go bottom of the table. Back to hard work for David Moyes. Did it? Did it just not click for his team today? I mean, he'll talk about the penalty, but yeah. a three nil loss is, is a bad loss to to a fellow struggler. They were well beaten today, and they came out with confidence. Victor Nichebe and Jermaine Defoe played mm. as a, as a front two. They're very confident. They got they got they got outworked and they got outplayed today. My concern on them going forward, mm. and I think you know what I'm going to say. Lamine Kone, excellent central defender, yeah. Ivory Coast international. Papa Jilopaji, mm. Senegal international, could get recalled. Didier Ndong, record signing, Gabon, host the tournament, mm. is going to go to the African Cup of Nations, Robbie Earl. Mm. They're bottom of the league. They're going to lose three of their best players. John, I think that's going to be John a big Wes Brown, oh dear. <laughs> 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 that worries me a, li a little bit too. But the one thing with David Moyes is he, he knows how to pull the team together. Robert, if we're looking at these two teams, and let's just say we want to give hope to one of them, who do you think is the more likely to survive come next May? Swansea or Sunderland of what we've seen in 15 games? Swansea, in my opinion, have got a Why? better chance because I like their squad. I, I would never have this squad in a bottom three in this division. I think uh, Fernando Llorento is, is getting a lot better. And I just outlined the reasons why I'm still very worried for Sunderland. African Cup of Nations, disruption to the team. And it's not a brilliant squad at Sunderland. They need mm -hmm. their best players. They're going to be missing for, could potentially be all of January. I actually think, think so. I actually think Sunderland might sneak. I think the, the manager in charge knows what what's required. You've got goals in Defoe and Anita B. I know they're going to miss some players. I think they'll go quite big in the window. I think David Moyes will get a chance to, to bring in reinforcements. So, you know, 
Just a little bit of experience, maybe a little bit more money. I think there might just be some. Just a quick, uh, a quick line on on some other brilliant. So mm. many goals today. Hull City three, Crystal Palace three. Crazy, yeah. crazy yeah. game of football. Won that one. And Ahead. Burnley beat Bournemouth yeah. in another amazing game. Burnley, they're still doing it, mate. I tell you, I think they might yeah. be all right this season. Yeah, we've got a real fight on down at the bottom of the league. But for Swansea, it was a win and a move out of the bottom three. Even if it was only on goal difference for the time being. So next, we'll focus on Arsenal. Are the Gunners a different Arsenal this season than what's happened at Everton? One win in temper, Ronald Koeman's man. Attitude and ability, something seemed to be going wrong. We'll discuss both these teams when we get back. I'm Earl, he's Moscow. And together with the two Robbies, we'll show on NBC Sports Radio. We'll be back in a moment. Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show here on NBC Sports Radio. I'm Robbie Musto with my friend Robbie Earl. And Robbie Earl, let's talk about the team that are currently sat on the top of the Premier In League Austin table. We trust. Arsenal again, 3-1 today mm. against Stoke City after going behind to a yeah. penalty kick. My, my comment is this. And this, Go is on. A, this is a positive. We're out in November. This is a We're positive, top of the league. This on. is a positive comment. Right now, Arsenal are winning games easily. They're winning Go on, games Musso, say it again. No, and, and they've scored 12 goals mm. in their last three games yeah. in all competitions. And mm. we've talked about the difference that Alexis makes to them playing as a number nine. Yeah. And that is is the biggest part, in my opinion. Mm. But they're, they're going behind. They're mm. showing kind of confidence in the yeah. fact that they've got yeah. so many good players. Alex Awobi comes in and scores yeah. a, a, a goal, Rob. So Go on, then. Go so on, so then. are a couple of things that I like today about Arsenal. And, and listen... We've got through that naughty November and we're now into December. They went 1-0 down to a slightly controversial penalty kick to Stoke City team that's in, been in good form. I think five wins in, in the last seven. In the past, a 1-0 against going down against Stoke and, 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 and the way Stoke play would have disabled us or would, would have unbalanced them. Let me tell you today, didn't miss a beat. Kept possession, worked the ball. Bellerin came on, actually, uh, on the right-hand side and, and was really effective. The one downside, Mustafi, looks like he's got some kind of muscle fa- um, it, hamstring it, injury. It looks like. Which is a worry, although we've got Gabriel and we've got big Mertesacker coming back, so, so we're okay on that. Let me, t- let me tell you what I liked. is the way they got back into the game. And at 2-1, again, we have the tactical cam. We have, we have the benefit of seeing the whole picture. Let me tell you what happened at 2-1 when Stoke had a little spell in the game. On one side, Oxley Chamberlain tucked in. On the other side, Theo Walcott tucked in. And they became a solid four. And they understood that the game wasn't there to go and overplay. At 2-1, they were winning. They make a, a change. Iwobi gets the third. These are different Arsenal, Robbie Musto. And I know it's December, and I know nothing's won yet. Hang but on a minute. Be specific. Be specific. So, so... Take uh, away Alexis, because that's different. I agree. Yeah. What so, else different? So, what I'm saying is, Alex Oxley Chamberlain and Theo Walcott weren't flying down the wing at 2-1. They were understanding their role in a team where you have to sit deep and become a four. When they were winning, they, they, so they went a little bit more defensive yeah. when taking the lead. Went, once they went, got the lead. And that, that impressed me because there's been talk about maturity. Theo Walcott's now got seven goals. It's a good return for Mbappe. Oh. It's the kind of goals he should be getting. If he gets double figures, Rob, it's something you said from time. We've got to get. Listen, I'm position. comfortable with all this positive talk about Arsenal. <laughs> I got to, I got to bring in some negatives here. Oh, here we go. Granite Jacker penalty awarded mm. against mm. him. Yeah, a little bit well, rash. How, gra- how, gra- can, you gra- st- how gra- can you calm him down a gra- bit? Granite, you need to go in Arsenal's 
room on, on Monday and have a talk to the professor and, and just calm down. He's, he's a decent player, Robbie. Got a good left foot. He could be important for Arsenal, but he's got to know when to challenge and when to not. Let me tell you what, what, what's the real negative with Arsenal right now. It's, it, it, it's hovering over the football club. Massive Mesut Ozil. Massive cloud. And Alexis Sanchez, contract negotiation. They want upwards of 200,000 like, like pounds. Three and like four and like everybody else is getting it in big clubs. Arsenal have a problem because historically Arsenal sell these players. Fabregas, Van Persie, Nazari, Clichy, Sanya. They move them on it, it, towards the end of the country. Let me tell you. You move these two on, in Arsenal, we will not trust anymore, and I'm going to get rid of my Arsenal pyjamas if they go. <laughs> it's difficult, though, because these two players, they're smart. They know how important they are. They're pushing Arsenal executives to the very limit. Let me ask you this. If one player has to go, if, oh, if they're going to break yeah, the band for one easy, player, easy, who is easy, it? Easy, easy. Mesut Ozil, thanks for a lovely time, but you've got to go. But I don't think they do, Rob. I think you keep them. I think this is a football club that, that knows what they're on, that, that keeps them. Let's move to another team who, who, who played today, the early kickoff. Everton, Robbie Musto, one win in the last 10 games. I think we have a different opinion in terms of the ability and the quality of, of the players available to Ronald Koeman. I think this squad is in desperate need of freshening up. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking like getting rid of four, five, six players. Let mm -hmm. me roll off a few names here. Tom Cleverley, mm -hmm. Darren Gibson, mm -hmm. Phil Jagielka, anyway. Aaron Lennon, Aruna Kone, mm -hmm. Gareth Barry is 34, no, I think Gareth it is. Gareth six in the nine Premier League appearances. Yeah, yeah I, I, listen. Need I, a bit of experience. They're, they're, they've had their time. I mean, inconsistencies in Dale Lefeu. Kevin Morales, it's time to move him on, Rob. It needs freshness. Uh, New players, uh, that's what's holding I, I this hear, club back. I, I hear you, but I'm, you're, you're seeing the Everton players on, like, on bad days when it's not in the kind of run they are now. There's been a lot of I, them. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't disagree. But I'm saying if these Everton players were motivated, were playing better, Rob, they're the seventh best team in the league. Take the top six out, Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, Manchester United. After City, a good start. Tottenham and Manchester not, not United. Who's, be, who's got a better squad than Everton in this league? Well, Southampton, not for me. West Ham, possibly not quite. Middlesbrough, no. Stoke City, probably going close, but not good, not quite. Is, as is good. that how you're comparing them to, to so, Stoke so, and West Brom and no, Bournemouth I, I'm and Watford? Outside where the top, do, where outside, does this club want to go? Outside the top six, they should be aiming for seventh or eighth position. They should be aiming to challenge are. some of the clubs that are above them. They're, they're, not they're nowhere four. near. They're, no, they're not top four. This, this group, he knows that, Ronald Koeman. One win in ten, Robbie. My yeah. worry is, right, you, you yeah. can make your arguments right now and where they are on the table mm. right now. In the next month, they could be down in yeah. the bottom half. Yeah, they, and they, then we're having the conversation they, again and we're saying, really, Robbie Hill? Are those players that good? Well, midweek, they, they've got Arsenal. Then they got the derby against Liverpool. Then they got Leicester, who might be slightly resurgent. So the next three games is going to be a test for Ronald Koeman. I think Ronald Koeman's been slightly surprised at the... What? At the, the squad quality? of driving ambition of some of these players. I, I think, think he's come to this football club thinking, I've got a good group of players here. Because he's a great coach, Ronald Koeman. So you're saying that they're not, they're not playing for him? I'm saying they're not they're not playing well enough, they're mate. Not they're, not play, they're not playing well enough. They're not as good as what he thought. Maybe. I think he jumped into that seat thinking I've got a good squad here with a little bit of this and nice expansion and good Ronald Koeman style. They should do well. He's struggling with them. He, he's producing a team right now, Robbie, that's different to Martinez. Mm. It's a grinding team. It's a hard working team. It's not what Everton fans want to see. It's not where this team and this manager wants to take this club. But he's doing the best he can mm. with a squad that's that, that's that's not that good. And I worry about 
about where they're going to be in a month's time. Yeah, big game that one on Tuesday. We'll have that on NBCSN. But we must say quickly, Arsenal go top of the table. Chelsea can jump over them if they beat Tony Pulis's tough West Brom team at the moment. How do you see that one going tomorrow? Uh, I think it's difficult to difficult to tell. I, I think right now, um, some of these games to try and predict are so difficult, mm. so difficult. And I think when you look at that, I, I just think ch that Chelsea are just absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I mean, uh, for the most part, it's going to be an easy win for them. Okay, well, it's an eventful Saturday of Premier League games. That leads us to a Super Sunday of, of interesting matchups, none more so than Manchester United facing Spurs at Old Trafford. And can Liverpool rebound from conceding four goals last weekend against Bournemouth? They face West Ham at Anfield. It's a Two Robbies football show on NBC Sports Radio. We'll be back in just a tick. Welcome back to the Two Robbies football show. Time for the Granger Get It Done inbox, brought to you by Granger. Visit safety.granger.com for information to help keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This week's question, my friend, comes mm. from Kenny in Indianapolis. Mm. And he asks, now that both clubs have advanced to the knockout rounds, who needs to prioritise the Europa League more, Tottenham or Manchester United? I'm afraid, Manchester United fans, it might not be what you want to hear, but I think Manchester United actually prioritise it, Robbie Musto. I think there's a bigger struggle for Jose Mourinho and his team to make it into the top four. There's inconsistencies, a change of system, the change of players, and Europa League football may end up being Manchester United's best chance of guaranteeing Champions League football next season. I mean, what it is, is a, is a fascinating race for the mm. top four. It really is. And and you can't say that the Manchester United or Spurs right now have no. got no chance of getting the top four because mm -hmm. they absolutely have got a chance. I'm with you. I think Spurs are a little bit more likely to do it, given yeah. the fact that defensively they're excellent. I think Harry Kane is now firing on all cylinders. Mm. I gotta say, Hyunmin Son is impressing yep. me week, on, week mm -hmm. in, week out. He's not a he, he's not an experienced player, but he's getting better quickly. Delhi is starting to get goals. Yeah. I love him in the number ten position. Eric and, uh, Even Ericsson is starting to produce. Yeah, your mate. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a big game, big mm. game at Old Trafford. I tell you, I was interested in Robin. There's a few angles we can go with with United. Yeah. Jose Mourinho said it. He said it in an interview that I um, that I saw yesterday, mm. and basically saying is, for the, I mean, paraphrasing here. For this project, this is not a defense. This isn't going to be a defensive team. It's not going to be a pragmatic team. It's not going to react on 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 other teams' mistakes. They're going to attack. They're going to be expansive. Mm. That's the way that they're going to play at Manchester United. And my immediate reaction is, okay, that's mm. that's great. That's mm. important to Manchester United. But Jose, you've never really designed and mm. implemented an yeah. expansive game mm. from one of your teams. Real Madrid aside, but that's different because yeah, they have so yeah, many good players, players they're yeah. so dominant, yeah, they're always yeah. going to attack. So that's my question and my doubt, mm. Rob, is that can he coach a team to be really good in that style? It's almost like the, the complete opposite of what you're asking Pep to do at Manchester City on the other side of the city, isn't it? It's like, can, can City be a bit more defensive, which, which was Mourinho's way? Can, can, can Jose be a little bit more expansive, which is Pep's way? And I look at this group of players, Rob, and I'd like to go back to our kind of Everton argument. Are this group of players, well-managed, well-coached, motivated and, and at it, good enough for top four? Yes, they Correct. are. I would agree. So at some point, we have to look at Jose Mourinho and say, at the end of the season, we're 15 games in, so we're getting to a chunk of the, of the, of the season. It's, after they've played at the weekend, at, at some point we've got to say, Jose, have you managed this group of players in the right manner? Henrik Mkhitaryan. 
Good, good start. So, so that I, like I saw him score a yeah. brilliant goal in, Europa League. in the Europa League. First on goal Thursday. for Man United, yeah. I mean, just an individual, yeah. classy, yeah. clever, little mm. nutmeg, cool mm. finish. Where's this guy? I mean, I, I'm fed up talking on? about it. Yeah. The, the point is, this squad is a good squad. Yeah. And there are people out there. We had a big old call with all our NBCers mm. yeah. a couple of days ago, and Lee Dixon was kind of like, you know what? Mm, I'm not sure this squad's no. very good. Now, of course, you can always pick out a few players that, mm. that could be better. But I kind of disagree. It's a top said, four team. It's a, it's a, it's a top squad, four squad, it? Rob. This is a top four squad. I don't think it, it, it was ever designed. And when I saw it from, from day one, I said, I don't think it's going to be good enough to win your title. But this should be a top four squad if it's managed correctly. Yeah, and, and I think that does fall on Jose Mourinho. Van Gaal got ridiculed. It, it was mm. fifth last year. Mm. Level on, on, on goal difference to the team that finished fourth. It was Man City. And they spent $200 million. Mm. I mean, it, it's at the moment... It's a it's a big underachievement. It's still early. They can still correct it, but yeah. they, it has to start improving at Manchester United. Yeah, for sure. And Spurs, they'll go there a little bit buoyant, as you say. Things are, are picking up for, for Pochettino and his men. So I think Spurs will go there and and slightly be favourites, Rob. Yeah, I, I think so because of the style, because mm. of the energy, because of the youth in the team. Manchester United cover the least distance of any team in the Premier League. And that comes down to physicality, it comes down to energy, it c comes down to the type mm. of players that they have in the team. Spurs are at the other end of the scale, yeah. and I just think they're coming into some form. I, I, it's, it's a funny team, Spurs, isn't it? Because I didn't think at the start of the season that they would finish in the top four, but now as of mm. what I've seen, I still like them, Rob. Yeah, I still like energy, them. They? Yeah, yeah. If they can keep it going, that, that certainly can. Let's move to, to Anfield. There's a big game there tomorrow, Liverpool versus West Ham United. Liverpool coming off the back of, of conceding those four goals at Bournemouth. They went away to Barcelona the, this week. I heard there was a little bit of warm weather training, a little bit of bonding, but it's together. They're ready to go again. How do you see this one, Rob? Can, can West Ham go to Anfield and cause them problems? No. No? no. I, I think Liverpool blow them away. Wow. Blow them away with energy, with physicality, a little, a little bit, I mean, not the same, but kind of like Spurs, the way that they, mm. they've got this, cr this crazy kind of drive, particularly Anfield, Jurgen Klopp. It's like West Ham, they won't be satisfied until mm. they score and then score again. They've got does this, the defending not worry you? Does, does the defending not worry you? Does Carrius and, and, and the back four relationship it, not worry you wor at all? It worries me less because it looks like Joel Matip is uh, going to yeah, come back. Okay. And I think he's been one well, of the, the player, say everything, players. Of, yeah, I mean, the play, one of the players of the season. Mm. Um, and it looks like he's, dis well, it is, he's decided that he's not going to be involved with Cameroon for the African Cup of Nations. That is a huge benefit. Let me tell you what I would do if I'm Slavin Bilic and I'm playing a Liverpool team with Matip back, with, with Karius a little bit unsure, with, with Klein at a fullback and J James Milner at fullback. Big Andy Carroll. Get <laughs> some balls in the box and let's tell Listen, if I get an hour out of him and I get some knockdowns and I, and I change the game up, that might be a West Ham game plan. If if West Ham get beaten by Liverpool, mm. is is the pressure on Slavin Bilic to a point where, you know what, he's, we're going now week no, to week? No, no. Not yet. But they're in the bottom okay. three now, I think he's got a relationship with... They're in the bottom three think, right now. Yeah, I hear you, and I think he's got a good enough relationship. I think he'll get the window, Rob. I think he'll, he'll get a little bit of a business in the window if he needs to. I think he'll be okay. Just on Liverpool side really quickly, there's another question. Adam Lallana, fit yeah. again. Yeah. In the midfield, his choice yeah. is probably going to be, do I play Lallana for Chan or Wijnaldum? 
Do you play him, and who comes out if you do? I, I play Lallana and Wijnaldum. I go back to what was great, and 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 Chan maybe has to has to take a break, Rob. That, yeah. That's the way it works for me. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Sadio Mane on the right hand side, seven goals, three assists this season. Roberto Firmino playing on the left hand side. Daniel Sturridge, mm -hmm. it appears, is out injured again. So Divock Origi will be the, the central player. Mm, I think it's important for Liverpool to get back on track. Interesting Sturridge, wasn't it? The whole <laughs> we heard the press conference, and, and Jurgen Klopp was asked about Daniel Sturridge, and he just sort of laughed and said. He's not ready. He's not, you know, it, not even it, in the If picture. they get a good wow. offer for him in January, Robbie, or do they sell? Mm. Yeah, I think they do, Rob. Time, time to move on. But that just leaves us time to re reward the tweet of the day, and that goes to Blue Moon Dallas, who tweeted us about his horse criticism of Pep Guardiola, more on the manager than the player. So make sure you direct message your address, Blue Moon Dallas, and we'll get two Robbie Scarf in the post to you. So on a week when Manchester City ship four away at Leicester, Arsenal go top of the table for at least a day, and Bob Bradley got a massive three points for Swansea against fellow strugglers. Make sure you download on iTunes, the two of his podcasts, and remember, we'll have a show tomorrow looking at the four outstanding games and have a word on the MLS Cup, Toronto versus Seattle, and look for midweek Premier League special covering match day 16 from Tuesday and Wednesday games, and make sure you rate and review the show, it certainly helps to spread the word. And as ever, you can listen to the Two Robbies Football Show each and every Premier League Saturday, 5pm Eastern Time, on NBC Sports Radio. Finally, thanks to the crew at Culver City. You guys, we couldn't do it without you. Yeah, thanks for listening to the show. And remember, you can ask questions or let us know what you feel about your club through our Twitter account, at the Two Robbies NBC. We'll be back next Saturday, 5pm Eastern Time, on NBC Sports Radio to go through all the big stories in the Premier League. So until then, it's good night from me. And good night from him. Good night. When we listen to the radio, we never agree on the station. Classic rock. Hip-hop. Pop. Guys, quiet. The one thing we do agree on, we all want an awesome free phone. That's why we switched to MetroPCS. Stop by MetroPCS with the whole family and get four free phones of your choice from brands you love, like Samsung, Motorola, and LG when you switch. MetroPCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Free phone requires port. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream is a total chocolate game changer. We start with unbelievably creamy dark chocolate ice cream. Then we add different chocolate treats, like chocolate cookies, chocolate cake, or chocolate brownies to make four decadent chocolate flavors. Because sometimes the thing that pairs best with chocolate <laughs> is more chocolate. Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream. Extraordinary Dairy. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.